This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Before I introduce our World War II veteran, uh, please share some of your stories, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Lynn in Mississauga, you've been oh so patient, so welcome and please share yours. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I listen to Libby's Nimer every day, so I really enjoy your program. The thing I want to say is my great-grandfather came to this country from UK in the late 1800s. He trained soldiers. He fought in World War One. My grandfather fought in World War One and Two. My father fought in World War Two, And I have a nephew that's in our armed forces and has served in Afghanistan as we speak. So I would just like to say thank you to all these amazing people who came before us and paved the way for the life that we enjoy, our liberties, our freedom of speech, our everything is on their shoulders. And I thank them. Okay. Lynn and Mississauga, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Take care. And before we... uh... We move on and speak with our veteran. We'll take one more call. It looks like a few more people want to chime in on, on Don Cherry. So, Warren in Oshawa, go ahead. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I agree with Don Cherry 100%. Um, love him or hate him, he sure brings, uh, um, his mouth speaks truth about his topics and everything. Um, I've seen it personally myself a couple of years ago, but um, I think maybe... W- with this dialogue and everybody talking about it now, people will appreciate Remembrance Day a lot more now and spend even a quarter, buy a poppy, like just, yeah. you know. Okay. Warren, thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Warren in Oshawa. And one more here on Don Cherry, Cameron in Scarborough. Go ahead, Cameron. You've been very patient. <clears throat> thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Well, I admire Don and applaud Don's patriotism. I think I feel his comments were inappropriate, and I think Don should time to consider retiring as much as over the years I've enjoyed listening to him. I think it's time he stepped down. The world has changed. Okay, Cameron and Scarborough, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, and uh, our guest uh, coming up here momentarily, I'm going to share one of the stories that listeners shared this morning on Breakfast Radio with uh, Neil and Sam. Tracy, my dad served in the Second World War. He always wore a shirt at home, except one time he had it off and I saw his back for the very first time. It was covered in scars. I would have been in my early teens at the time. He would never talk about the war. Then one day he told me the story about how his best friend was blown up just three feet from him. The scars on his back were from the shrapnel that hit him. To this day, when I think of what he told me, I still get goosebumps and understand why he didn't like to talk of the war. I cannot begin to imagine the horrors that he and others lived through. Well, 
I'll share another one or two, possibly, if you will, before the end of the show. We'll see how time permits. But now, a good afternoon to another patient person on the end of the phone. A good afternoon to Jack Rind. Mr. Rind, who's 99, by the way, was an officer with the Royal Canadian Artillery who served in the Italian campaign, fought in the Battle of Monte Cassino, which ended up being one of the most costly, devastating battles during the Italian campaign. Sir, good afternoon, and it's our pleasure. Yes, who am I talking to? You're speaking with Bob Compsick. Oh, yes, Bob. All right. That's nice to hear your voice. And thank, uh, and thank you for taking the time on this day to, to share your your recollections. Well, you want me to talk a bit? Or yeah. All you right, know what? Well, I've, it, you kept a diary, which yes, apparently was... All right. Well, anyway, I, I can do that. But okay. Uh, first, I'll say thank you for uh, for asking me to share in your uh, Remembrance Day uh, thoughts and so on, and... Uh, uh, I just, uh, you know, it's uh, wondering, we're, we're talking to people who were many years ago after the war, and and what is it, are we just clear on what, 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 what we are remembering? What are we remembering? What is Remembrance Day really all about? Let's have some clear thoughts on that. I mean, we wear poppies, and uh, that was for... Uh, uh, Vimy Ridge a hundred years ago. Are we clear on are you, what we're trying to remember? I think is really the horrors of war. That's important that we we think about the horrors of war. Uh, and uh, you, you know, let's say uh, in well, there are a lot of wars, of course, smaller wars, the Afghan War and Crimean War. But I, let's we're thinking mostly about World War One and World War Two. And World War One was a hundred ended a hundred years ago, and uh, World War Two was uh, oh was nearly seventy five years ago it ended. So how how can we remember and uh, those? Well, we can. Uh, we talk about playing games. I don't know that that's the right way. I think we can learn by uh, by reading and maybe you're listening to veterans. But there aren't many of us left. <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, but the horrors of war are something that are terribly important. Uh, to remember, after all, uh, in uh, let's say World War II, uh, uh, there were a million Canadians involved, one way or another. There were f- over forty thousand uh, Canadians uh, c- killed. Uh, I mean, there were people in your families that saw saw their members go off, and they never saw them again. They came ba- or they came back wounded. So. So should we just forget about that? I mean, should we just forget about No, that's what remembering is all about. And it's important to remember uh, the, the horrors of war and, and uh, the fact that we, we should try to avoid uh, uh, war as much as possible. War is such a horrible thing. And, uh, you know, why did we ever get into World War II anyway? Uh, what was it all about? You're just talking a minute ago, somebody who's saying people went overseas and it had nothing to do with the, what was happening on this side of the water. But we had Hitler who was trying to invade. Uh, he, uh, he was a dictator trying to ruin the freedom of countries and spreading his dictatorship around. He took over countries like Czechoslovakia, Romania, Hungary, and we said if he ha- we had to stop him. If he goes into one more country, we got to stop him. And he went into one more country, Poland, and so in September 1939, we decided to stop him. And after all, 
you know, uh, we we want to keep. What's our our national anthem? Goes something like, "How does it go? Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. God keep our land glorious and free." And that that's that's what what the war was all about. But but it certainly should be be avoided. And uh, I, you know, I'll shut up. But uh, you know, we could talk about the history of it. Uh, <laughs> I I will let you, Jack, I'm going to let you take a breath. And on the line, I've got somebody here who says that you were a good friend to his family. I've got uh, Pat in Toronto. Good afternoon, Pat. Hi, Jack. Um, just wanted to um, wonder if you've got in your notebook a ride you took in a Harvard trainer from St. Hubert before my late father-in-law went overseas as a Spitfire pilot. Uh, what are you talking about? Rides your training? What? No, no. You were you had a ride with one of your fellow classmates from UTS at St. Hubert, uh, where he was a, a training officer at the time, and he took you up for a ride, uh, which you had told me you wouldn't forget. Uh, this is in Canada somewhere? This is in Canada. A classmate of yours by the first name of Ed from UTS. Now you might you might have to refer to that uh, thick diary of yours to uh, uh, Pat. Uh, he might have to refer to that. I under- might- understand. Anyway, yeah. Jack is a great guy. You still playing tennis, Jack? Oh yes, I am slowing down though. Mm-hmm. Are you still? <laughs> anyway, no yeah. the diary. Yes, I'm sorry I can't find that. I'm looking at my diary right now, and uh, oh uh, yeah, yes, okay. I'm here. It is. Look at this. Oh, what am I reading? It's 18:45 hours. Jerry is just. Uh, oh no. Anyway, I, okay. I won't get into it. Okay but, then. Yeah. But uh, you, your diary, while you have it there, would you mind sharing? Uh, and thank you, Pat in Toronto. Would you mind, Jack, sharing? Uh, one of your entries there with us, what you put in in your diary? Oh, I can share. Who am I talking to now? Am I no, no, you've to... got Bob again. You've got oh, yeah. Bob again. Oh, Pat's well, gone, can, so it's just... I, uh, I, can, I can bore you with that entry. Just, but, just give but, us but, one. Give but, us one. But first of all, maybe you should know what I what my role was. Sure, here. sure. Tell us about... Uh, what you, I was, yeah. Uh, I was... Uh, uh, an uh, artillery officer, uh, and I was with the Canadian artillery. Everybody knows what artillery is. Artillery uh, is that part of the army that fires the cannons. And we had we had twenty five pounder field guns. The field gun because it's a field gun that you can move it. Or it was on wheels, and you move it fast. It fired a twenty five pound shell. Uh, and uh, the, I was in command of a, a troop of four of these uh, guns, and. Uh, uh, and about thirty odd men. Each gun had yes. So, uh, so it was my job to, uh, uh, with orders to to find the, the place these guns in proper places in say a, a field opposite the enemy, and and then c- conduct their fire and and so on and so on. And uh, and then I I would have to do my turn as as fooing going f- a forward observation officer. Where you go up with with the fighting troops right up of the enemy and and with with your uh, uh, with your radio communications and the enemy your people would say oh look at there's that anyway you fire on that and blah blah so yeah so that was my role okay well listen Jack listen here uh-huh. we've got Joan from Oshawa uh, joining us on the line here now and you've got a story you'd like to share with uh, Jack Rind and myself go ahead yes. 
my grandfather fought in both world wars, the first and second. He was a teenager when he joined, and uh, he was wounded. He was hit in the head by shrapnel, and uh, he came back alive, thanks to the good Lord. And uh, he was in Sunnybrook Hospital, along with um, a friend of his, Jimmy Smith, and uh, he um, he passed away uh, when uh, he was in his uh, 80s, and I have his uh, medals, and I have his beret, and I have a picture of him in his uniform. He was a wonderful grandfather. You couldn't have wanted one any better than, than him. His name was Duncan. And uh, he uh, fought in the Scottish Regiment because our family's Scottish, so I guess it just goes to, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, he, uh, he he never regretted, um, you know, joining up. And he came back with, um, he took, a, he took a, a gun from an officer, a, a Nazi officer. And I don't know how he managed it, but he, he, he brought it back. Uh, with him, mm-hmm. and uh, he showed it to me, and uh, I don't know, I think um, he turned it into the army after that, mm-hmm. but um, he uh, he told me stories of, you know, of some of the men that he knew. He didn't really want to talk about the war itself, and uh, my grandmother never asked, you know, never asked him about his war experiences at all, but I used to sit beside him. He used to used to do oil paintings uh, of um, you know of uh, scenery and and uh, landscape landscape, especially uh, landscape of Scotland. And um, he was just a, a wonderful person. And just to to this, you know. It, <clears throat> It's it's a, a, a double day for me because of my grandfather and those people who sacrificed their lives. I love them all, and I thank them and their families so much for the sacrifices that they made. And it's my birthday today too. Mm. On top of it, well, I'm anyway. So. Do thank you for for sharing your thoughts uh, of your of your grandfather. Obviously, well loved uh, by yourself, and uh, a happy, a happy birthday to you today, Joan and Oshawa. Thank you very, very much. All right, and you God take bless care, all of you, all the war vets and their families. I have Jack Rind on the line, World War II veteran, Royal Canadian Artillery, who served in the Italian campaign. And Mr. Rind, if you can uh, share. One or two entries from your diary, which, the way I understand it, diaries were a no-no because in case, I guess, you would become a prisoner of war, they'd have some information, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So can you read one or two from uh, from your diary? Oh, I can, I guess, yes. Uh, you know, the Italian, yeah, we were, 
in Italy. It's a, Italy was supposed to be, well, it was supposed to be sunny Italy, but it was far from sunny Italy. The mud and the muck and the, were, anyway, and, and it was always uh, one more river to cross, and down the middle was the, the Apennine Mountains, so it was a, a bit of a challenge. But uh, anyway, c- Casino was uh, one of the major, have you ever heard of Monte Casino? Yes. That's where uh, we would, my regiment was the first Canadians at the foot of Monte Casino where we, we were trying to get at Rome. And uh, so uh, we were seven weeks with my guns at the foot of Monte Casino, uh, where every time we fired the, the top, you know, the monastery, the beautiful monastery that we ruined was 5,000 feet up looking down at us. So it was a pretty vulnerable thing. But anyway, uh, yeah, we, we are, uh, here's my diary, what is April? We are in an exposed position so Jerry can look down at us from his mountain. Yeah, so, so, and then it says... Oh, here we are. I'm writing this on uh, yeah, April the 11th, 1944. What's it say here? Uh, uh, I, I, it was at, I was at number four gun when the first round came down, the first uh, German shelling us. We all dove for the slit trenches and our dugouts. Before I got another one had landed very, before I got in, and uh, I got nicked in the leg, uh, but uh, then he dropped them all over our gun position. When things quietened down, I returned to my command post. Oh, he started again, dropping about a dozen rounds on all sides of our command post, knocking out all our lines, blah, blah, blah. Two rounds fell within three parts of my, my bivouac, so on. And, yeah, I've got stuff like this. And uh, Jack. Yeah, and then finally we got out of, uh, after seven weeks, there was a big, suddenly this, here's another extract. Uh, yeah, on uh, May the 11th, suddenly the silence is shattered by a deafening roar and the skies lit up by the flashes of hundreds and hundreds of artillery, blah, blah, blah. The, yeah, the pandemonium. Yes, and so on. I've got all Jack, kinds of things. Jack Rind, I'm just wondering, when you read the uh, any entry from your diary, do you get any mental images come back at the time when you're reading it, or is it just words, or it uh, comes back fairly, fairly vividly? Oh well, when I when I when read, you read it, it, of course I I remember it vividly. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I I won't read any more. No, of this it's okay. It's a Let's... lot of it. I just want to say that. Uh, you know that war is such a. It was awful for us, but it was worse for the civilians. It's typical of how awful war is. The, uh, the civilians suffered tremendously. The Italians, we ruined their houses, killed a lot of them in the, the shells that we were firing, and the Germans were, and so on. It was so awful. And 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 another thing that was so stupid, awful about war. One day I'd be up with, with the infantry with my cannons, uh, and they'd want me to shell and and knock out a, a German machine gunner, and I'd fire on him with with my controlling my fire, and and the next day I'd be I'd I'd capture some Germans, and they'd be guys just just like my own guys. They had families at home, and and uh, you know were just just guys like my own guys, and just like us, and we were killing them. It was such a stupid thing. Uh, anyway, so I could go on about that, but so I could talk lots more. Jack, we've got Mike from Mississauga wants to share a story. Mike, good afternoon. Go ahead, Mike. 
turn the radio down, Mike, and go back to the phone. Oh, sorry about that. That's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. My dad, uh, he volunteered for the Navy, uh, and uh, he was uh, he did about five years. He was on the only uh, Canadian cruiser in the Pacific Ocean. Cruisers like a small battleship, and they were torpedoed uh, in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, but the torpedo, he said, was either a dud or it hit at a bad angle because it only put like a small hole in the ship. So they were able to still keep fighting, and they were able to limp back into Boston Harbor, where the ship spent about uh, over two months in dry dock, where they were fixing it. My dad said the people were Boston were great to him. They, they would invite him out for dinner. Um, he just, uh, you know, he said they they were just so generous. The the uh, the uh, U.S. Uh, Navy gave him all sorts of supplies because my dad was a welder. And uh, he was transferred to uh, several other ships. He was also on loan to the British Navy. And the, the medal he got from the British Navy is m- amazing. It's got this huge lion standing on its hind legs, and it's holding down this serpent-like creature with three heads. It's really bizarre. Okay. And if you haven't done so already, something tells me you tell him more often than just once a year. Look him in the eye. Give him a, if he's still still with you and still around, uh, make sure you just say thank you. And I think he'll totally understand what you're, what you're saying to him. All right. And we have one more here. Margaret, uh, you wanted to talk about uh, your your husband's husband, experience. Yeah. Yes, Hi, and then thank we. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my husband Edward, he was uh, born in uh, Toronto, and his friends too, and they all volunteered to serve Canada. His two friends uh, uh, said that they'd be uh, they'd like to join the uh, air force, and my husband says, "If I'm going to die, I may as well die on land, so I'm going to go in the army." But they were the only Jewish family, only sons of a Jewish family, and they never came back. And my husband says he cried so much that he lost his friends. But Edward was so proud to be a Canadian, so proud to to serve his country. He always liked to wear his badge, and he always talked about it. And I feel every Canadian should feel that way. Canada has given us so much, and we have to give back to Canada. And this is our country. We have to protect it and love it, and this is the way it is. I am so proud of the fact that Edward did serve in forces. And that's my comments. All right, Margaret, thank you. And thank you to your, to your and husband, he's Edward. Gone. He died uh, uh, three years ago, but he was so very proud of what he was. Well, thank you for your husband's services. Thank you so much. All right, you take care. And Jack, just before we let you go, uh, how did you find the adjustment to civilian life? Was it difficult? It was it was very simple, very wonderful. I came home. Uh, you remember the war ended in May. We all wanted to get home, but we had to spend the summer over in Holland. And Holland, uh, the Dutch people were so grateful to the Canadians for relieving us that they couldn't be more friendly or grateful. They made that summer to Canadians very welcome. So we finally got home, and when I got home, I was greeted by uh, somebody who had been training me and said, but was running a life company and said, come and work for me. So I got a job right away My met my family, and I immediately got into business, went back with my family life and met a wonderful girl at this place of work who turned to be a wonderful wife. And so, it, it, you know, I read about, there was no adjustment for me. It was just wonderful to come home and, and, just, and have a very lucky, wonderful life. Jack Rind, World War II veteran. Sir, thank you. All right. Thank you for your time, but more importantly, thank you for your service. 
Goodbye. Okay, bye-bye. And if you are a vet, if you have a veteran in the family still with you, or if they've passed on, or if you have somebody who's currently serving this country, thank you as well. Bob Komsik sitting in for Libby Zneimer on Fight Back. Libby will be back tomorrow. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.